I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and if uh, you've missed any portion of the show today, you can always go to kslpodcast.com, or, uh, of course, if you've got the mobile app from our friends at Any Hour Services, you can also uh, check them out there or wherever you get your podcasts and, and go back through some really important conversations we've been having today yeah, in terms of how do we think again uh, on a host of things? How do we think again as it relates to uh, school choice? Kim Coleman brought us some great insight there. How do we think again in terms of our political parties and what uh, they're doing and not doing, uh, what they're being helpful with and what they're being obstructions to? Uh, those are all vital parts of the program. And uh, we also have been taking an interesting look, and we'll be doing this uh, coming up in our final segment. Uh, some of you may not know that uh, for the last, well, well over two decades now, every year, uh, I have actually written my my own version of the State of the Union, or as it is in the first year of a new administration, it is an address to the joint sessions of Congress. And uh, it's always an interesting exercise to go through. We're going to share it tomorrow, uh, so you want to make sure you uh, tune in uh, also tomorrow uh, Joe Trippi is going to join us, longtime Democratic strategist on the national stage and uh, someone who worked for and was very close with former Vice President Walter Mondale. And, of course, he passed away last week. And uh, Joe Trippi uh, shared some really interesting insight uh, into Walter Mondale and, and his leadership style and what he paid attention to. And he's going to share that with us live on air tomorrow. So uh, make sure you... Get that on your calendar and scheduled in uh, from one to three every weekday here on KSL News Radio. You can dial in and and tap into us on Inside Sources. So a couple of things we want to point out as we uh, cruise towards the top of the hour. Uh, one of the things we'll be watching as we go through the speech tomorrow. Uh, there there's sort of two components to this. We heard some of this from uh, professional speech writer. Uh, Michael Conley, who joined us earlier today from Washington, D.C. He's one of the great speechwriters in Washington uh, from any party. He's written for political think tanks and members of Congress, uh, tech community. Uh, he just understands the art of the speech really well. And one of the things we talked about with uh, with Michael was how these speeches get put together. And of late, the presidential speech has really been kind of the laundry list of things uh, as opposed to uh, really getting focused, and they become very long. They've become very drawn out. Uh, how many applause lines are in there? We'll talk about all of those kinds of things. But one of the things that struck me, uh, one of the things that I learned today uh, listening to Michael Conley uh, was, look, you, you've you got something you can uh, say you delivered on for the president. He has some things he can say, yep, we made this promise, and we delivered on this. Uh, then he can lay out uh, – he's got uh, the majorities, of course, in, in both houses, uh, both chambers of Congress, and so he can go after those in a significant way. 
to to really speak to the American people. That's a unique thing. Sometimes you have to convince Congress that there's a reason for them to listen to you and to weigh in. Uh, President Biden can really focus on the American people and calling them to support these proposals and and where they're headed. And so that's a very different feeling going in uh, as opposed to a president who walks into uh, the House chamber knowing that the other side is in control of both houses and have a, have a great impact uh, on their ability to get an agenda done. And so it's a it's a unique moment, I think, for President Biden. Uh, he again, he is not known for his great oratory, uh, but he will have an opportunity to deliver a message. I think it should be tight and concise. Uh, I think he should uh, try to limit the uh, applause line moments. I don't think those are going to sound really well anyway in a uh, in a House chamber that will be socially distanced. Uh, so there won't be nearly as many con- members of Congress in there as there normally are. So that will change the dynamic and the, the visual of it a little bit. And so it will be fascinating to see where the president goes with that. We'll cover that uh, wall to wall here on KSL News Radio tomorrow, and uh, make sure you tune in uh, to get the the latest on that. And uh, we were going to have uh, First Lady was going to join us here, and uh, we understand the the way the schedules roll, and this is live radio. But uh, I do want to give just a, a quick update to the First Lady Abby Cox unveiled today uh, her show up initiatives. Uh, she was joined by the lieutenant governor, Deidre Henderson, a number of business, government, and education leaders uh, from around the state uh, to talk about this initiative. And the thing that I appreciated most about the initiative is, is one, it has four specific areas of focus. And those areas uh, are important, I think, to the state. Social and emotional learning, support for Utah's foster care programs, expanding the Special Olympics and continued community service projects in concert with the governor's office. And so if you really had to boil it all down, if you had to say, okay, First Lady Cox, what is the what is the real essence uh, of what you're trying to do? And I think she captured this really well. Uh, she said, you can pretend to care, but you can't pretend to show up. And I, I think that's powerful. Uh, I think that's really strong in terms of what we need to do for each other in our communities and in our neighborhoods is is showing up. Uh, she also mentioned that they were launching the initiative uh, to battle the empathy shortage. Uh, and a lot of that, uh, of course, happening on social media where contempt seems to, to rule the day. Uh, they uh, started uh, today. Volunteers uh, joined the First Lady to put together uh, 1,500 thank you kits for Utah's foster and uh, kinship families. Uh, the kits included items like gift cards and business discounts, coupons for haircuts and tickets to the zoo and so on, uh, all kinds of different activities, blankets, books, treats, all of those things, and a, a thank you card from the First Lady uh, that came along with that. So that's a great program uh, in terms of supporting Utah's foster care uh, again, the four areas of emphasis for the First Lady in this Show Up initiative, uh, social and emotional learning. Uh, number two is supporting Utah's foster care programs. Number three, expanding the Special Olympics. And number four, continued community service projects in concert with the governor's office. And so those are all uh, very laudable uh, activities and efforts there. And again, uh, go back to where she really began, and that is this idea that you can pretend to care, but you cannot pretend to show up. That's the ultimate test for all of us. It's the ultimate test for every leader. 
a lot of leaders can talk a good game. A lot of t- uh, leaders can give a good speech uh, or put together a great slide presentation. But the test is always when things are on the line, when things are really needed, will you show up? That's the test for all of us. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we'll break down a little bit more in terms of where President Biden might go, what he should be thinking about rolling into day number 100 and his big speech in front of the joint sessions of Congress tomorrow. Uh, Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.